how do you repair these relationships when one you're the one party wanting to repair it two when the other parties seem to not really give you know what i mean so what do you do then i was thinking okay i can't necessarily heal them i can't go to them and say i need you to change i need you to heal right now this is childhood trauma family trauma ancestral negative energy and i just know that this is the time that you have to change right now or else i'm never gonna be your friend or whatever i mean i i promise you that won't work like because they're gonna be like, who the hell are you to come tell me what I need to do right now? So people don't take things like that. They don't take things like that light, lightly, you know? The people don't like a demand for change. I demand you to change. That's the worst way to do it because at the end of the day, if anybody demands you to change, you're gonna be hesitant in actually making the change. Hello, powerful people. My name is Edouard Gilles, personal development speaker and talk show host. And I want to welcome you to this holistic experience called Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation. This podcast is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a great mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, and an in-tune spirit? Well, join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. If you want a podcast that you can relate to, podcast that will motivate and inspire you all while educating you on ways to personally develop and grow as a being ed talks daily is for you find ed talks daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of a review or tune in live every monday at 12 p.m by visiting fauradio.com How's it going, everybody? Today's subject is about how to let yourself, put yourself up when others let you down, right? Because that's gonna happen. So I'm burning up some sage because we gotta sage it up. This is just to clear out the energy, put it up right here. As you can see, I'm outside today. So I'm amongst the trees, I'm amongst the coconut trees, the avocado trees, Ain't nothing stressing me out today. And having my blue vervain tea with citronella and even some green tea mixed in there. So I'm also very relaxed. So these are the things that we take for granted that I do on a daily. Drink some tea, right? Drink some tea, go outside, burn some sage, and just vibe out. And I also like to do medical qigong, which I always find to be very useful and helping me calm down. So if you don't know what this podcast is all about, it's about personal growth and development. We all, no matter who we are, we need a lift. We need not like an Uber lift, not Uber or lift, but we need something to pick us up. By that, I mean... We need something inside of us to pick us up. A lot of times when we think about picking someone up, we're like, I'm going to pick you up as if you're literally going to get them out of whatever situation that they're at. The reality is we never really do get people out of anything. Like we give them a helping hand, like we give them a push. We put a pat, we pat their backs and we're helping because we're supporting them, but we're not necessarily, like I would say, because we've acted upon it, we're not necessarily 
the one doing the work. They have to do it. So that's the beautiful thing. And also could be annoying when you're trying to help others is that oftentimes you're going to feel as if they're not wanting to help themselves. So if I want to backtrack a little to go on today's subject, I want you to think about specifically, I want you to think about in a specific moment of someone that you really care about or that you cared about, you had to put a D at the end of it because something happened and it's no longer a thriving relationship. And you don't see that person in the same light. And you are both now in darkness. By darkness, I'm, I'm referring to you both can't see each other's point of view. And you both don't even want to see each other eye to eye. So darkness has now become death. So a lot of people break off friendships with people that they love. And me, I have a lot of relationships that I, I'm working on, that I want to work on, but at the same time, like I said, we don't work on a relationship alone. It has to be a team effort. And why is it that family relationships, I don't know if we talk about this subject enough, why is it that family relationships often suffer more than other friendships? I mean, I want you to think about your friends from high school or middle school. And I want you to think about how many of your friends from high school, middle school are still around today. And if you didn't stick with them this far, maybe you have some college friends or some high school friends. Well, some college friends or some work friends that managed to stick around till this day. Till this day. Till this day. So how many of those people are your ride or die? I want you to write that list down because it's going to tell you a lot about your relationships, right? So I was at the store with my friend and somebody said, y'all still friends? I'm like, we're brothers for life. You know, this ain't going nowhere. Like that's the beauty of true friendships is that no matter where you go around the world, no matter what you do at the end of the day, you always have a special heart, special place in your heart for that person. So that's how we need to look at all of our relationships because sometimes we forget where we started. Like we forget the beginning point. And then what's worse is that we forget all the stuff that you already went through with people. So for instance, I'm not very happy that my relationship with per se some of my sisters and brothers are not how ideally I would think it would be. And sometimes when I think about it, I feel really saddened by the fact that I have brothers and sisters that are not necessarily, um, we don't have a relationship like brother and sister. You know what I mean? I don't remember the last time I talked to them and if I did call them, I remember getting a call back. So I'm like, how do you repair these relationships when one, you're the one party wanting to repair it Two, when the other parties seem to not really give any, you know what I mean? So what do you do then? I was thinking, okay, I can't necessarily heal them, right? I can't go to them and say, I need you to change. I need you to heal right now. This is childhood trauma, family trauma, ancestral negative energy. And I just know that this is the time that you have to change right now or else I'm never going to be your friend or whatever. 
I mean, I, I promise you that won't work. Like, because they're gonna be like, who the hell are you to come and tell me what I need to do right now? So people don't take things like that. They don't take things like that light, lightly. You know, the people don't like a demand for change, right? I demand you to change. That's the worst way to do it because at the end of the day, if anybody demands you to change, you're gonna be hesitant, hesitant in actually making the change. So I found out that what I have to be focused on mostly is healing in myself. And of course, you're gonna have that time where you're gonna have to have that, sit down and have that conversation. But I, what I realized was you have to heal in yourself. So the other day I had to take out some time for myself to meditate all day in peace and just treasure my being, uh, my essence, essence by just sitting still right and I realized what that did for me it, it gave me a sense of clarity that was more more clear than have I had just thought about the situation over and over trying to rationalize trying to come up with uh, I mean why did this happen what what did this happen like what led to that whose fault is it you know what what should I do next was you know all of these different things i realized that i could have spent my time in there but to to be there i'd be igniting that same pain right so what i what i discovered is it's not nice to relive this a memory that caused you pain right of course you want to let that pain help you grow so you want to be able to extract lessons from the pain but we don't want to try to heal from the pain by playing the images of it over and over so what i mean by that is practicing the heart the art of letting go is actually much beneficial when you're trying to fix a relationship because you're not necessarily per se letting go of that experience with the person or the relationship but what you're doing is you're letting go of your attachment to how that person should be to you, how that person have been to you, and how that person hurt you. So when you let go of these attachments, you're kind of letting go of the boundage, the, the chains of what I would say of broken relationships. So to break the chains of broken relationships, we have to practice the art of letting go. So when I talked about my healing process, it was about acknowledgement, first acknowledging what's happening, noticing that, oh, it's not only them, right? Like not playing the they're wrong, I'm right game. It's not only them is, oh, I, I can see where they're coming from. So now from the aspect of I can see where they're coming from, you have a perspective. So if you can't see where someone is coming from, then it's really hard for you to see their point of view. Right. So that's why we got to a lot of times we got to ask what's causing this person suffering. So I remember getting shouted at one time and I was like, I can shout back or I can ask myself what's causing this person suffering. And actually, one of these days I did do that as opposed to just lashing out. And I do that all the time. Actually, I, I'm I'm actually saying less than I do. I'm giving myself less credit. But a lot of times I'm like, what pain is causing this person to react to me this way? So what internal suffering 
Does this person need alleviation? And sometimes you're going to hear it as more fire gets into the bucket of fire, right? The bucket of anger. So when that occurs, then you're like, oh, okay, I see. So now we have to practice the art of putting the fire out with order. And for me, what I found works is being calm, slowing my, my tone, um, also like acknowledging that, yo, I see where you're coming from. Like, I totally understand it. And not putting a butt at the, not saying, just remember, there is ish behind the butt. There's always ish behind the butt. What that mean is anything that comes after the butt, it erases everything before you said it. So if you say, I've been like, yeah, I understand I've been this way too. I haven't been showing up on time. I deserve your, um, your blah, 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 but, <laughs> you know, whatever comes after the butt is ish. So I like to say, all right, I see where you're coming from. I see blah, blah, blah. However, this is how I feel. I know but is about the same word. It's a transition word like however, but I'm like, however, this is my point of view. Now, if we incite a point of view after a point of view, we're never going to get to the conclusion of the essay. I don't know if you were in high school before. I'm guessing most of you have been in high school. Don't know how you're going to be able to escape high school in this society, but I'm sure you've been in high school. And I'm sure at some time in your life, you wrote an essay. And in the essay, there's like a, a topic statement. And the topic is as if, yo, what am I discussing here? Like, what is the discussion happening here? The topic of an essay is what is the discussion happening here? The supporting details is what proves this, right? What makes this something I should read or listen to? That's what we do when we converse trying to prove a point. We have a topic. Well, this is what happened. This is what you did, and I don't like it. This is the topic. We say, oh, this is the instance. This is, these are the supporting details. So we, we go ham with the supporting details. We go ham with the supporting details. And then what we do is another person gives another point of view, and then we have the battle of of the points, right? We have battle, battle of points. We never get to conclusion because instead of having three paragraphs in the middle like they taught you in high school, you have like 36, right? And after 36 paragraphs, you can get off track. Now you were talking about solving this solution. Now you're, you're back here talking about the one time they stole your chicken from your plate. And you're like, what? I'm not even talking about that, you know? And then you're like, when did that come up? And then the essay got completely diluted from the purpose of solving or explaining something or convincing or, you know, yeah, persuasive essays, informational essays, blah, 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 blah. Whatever the purpose of the essay was, it's gone. So by the end of the entire thing you've written with your words, with your verbal food, by the time it's finished, there's no solution. So there's no conclusion. So it's just open case. And you're like, why did I even waste my time with this? Because, I mean, we started with a topic. We gave our details, our points of views. I said, this is where I'm at. This is where you're at. This, you know, but at the same time, I didn't see any conclusion. Like, we didn't, this ain't go anywhere. But here's the thing. How do you slow an essay? How do you slow the essay down and write a concluding paragraph? I'm not trying to be an English teacher here, but we all have to go through it. So let's go through it one more time. 
The question is, how do you start closing it off and get to your conclusion paragraph when you're doing an essay? Well, you do a, a review. You know what reviews are? Are, oh, as I claimed in paragraph one, Mr. Jones is blah, blah, blah because of blah, blah, blah. But in paragraph two, Mr. Jones is blah, blah, blah because of blah. And paragraph three, I'm just picking a random thing. And from there, you're like, oh, now because of this, this is what I've concluded with, right? But now, if you have 20 topics, if you have 20 things to discuss, to look over, it's really impossible for conclusion. So I say that the third step is understanding that we have to limit the amounts of points of views or the amounts of details when we're trying to mend stuff, you know what I mean? If you can hear my voice, you're tuning in to the Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation Podcast. And I wanna thank you for taking the initiative to grow holistically and invite you to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you. Hey, powerful people. I hope you enjoying this episode. I would like to borrow a few minutes to tell you about a very exciting project that I'm working on and really need your support. Not only have I started life coaching and health wellness coaching, I actually call it, and I invite you to get coached by me. I also launched a Patreon page. Now, Patreon is a way that you can support your favorite creators by becoming a patron. And by being a patron, you leave a monetary support. It could literally be the cost of a Frappuccino from Starbucks, $5 a month, $10 a month, $20 a month. And with that contribution, you get access to a lot more exclusive content. Now, some of the content that I offer is workout videos, interviews with holistic doctors and wellness and health coaches with uh, mindset gurus and all of these extra things that you are not now getting from my podcast alone or from my show alone, as well as Qigong meditative videos. So if you're learning about the art of Qigong through this podcast and you're wondering, how do I actually get started? Patreon is actually a great page for you to get involved with that. And if you'd like to get that started, all you have to do is refer to the description of this podcast and you'll see the link. Click on it, select one of the tiers and become a patron. I really, really would love your support. I want to dedicate a lot of my time to produce you the best quality holistic health content and with your monetary support, I can really do that. And if that doesn't work out for you, you can always leave a donation via anchor.fm and that's also in the description so thank you so much for tuning into this podcast and continue on listening on thank you so much and that's going to help us because it's going to give us more clarity at the end of what we may say in the argument and what that clarity is going to do for you is it's going to allow you to, to heal because it's going to allow you to understand the suffering of the other person as well as your own. The reason why we don't necessarily heal like we should is because we don't only take our own suffering, right? The reason why we don't heal is that we don't only take our own suffering and suffer. We take our suffering and the other person's suffering and we suffer with them. So we double suffer for ourselves and for the other people we kind of don't like, right? So how do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? So let's say you never concluded something with somebody, but they're always on your mind. The fact that they're in your mind, you're thinking about them, that they're literally renting space in your head. 
and they're not paying for it. This is not Corona, mental Corona. Like, <laughs> I don't. That was a bad joke. But <laughs> don't allow people to take space in your hand and they're not paying for the space, right? By that I mean they're not paying attention to you, yet they're still taking up space of you thinking about and replaying that story over and over, right? So what I'm realizing is sometimes to heal, like you literally have to sit in peace and some you have to practice letting go of those things, not like replaying them in your mind, replaying them in your head. That's where that's where I got to that to realize that that's the first step of self-healing, right? Is letting go of attachment, letting go of the shoulds, you know, like this person should treat me better than that. Like this, like expectations leads to disappointment when your expectations of the results that you want is dependent upon somebody else's action. Expectation often leads to disappointment when your expectation is based on someone else's actions. However, when it's based on your action and when the way that you react to the circumstances, then now you have the power to act, right? So you can expect to do something, you can expect to be somewhere, but that expectation must lead to action for it to lead to a result, right? So when you set an expectation for yourself, you still have a chance. You still got a chance to make it happen. Like you might procrastinate the whole time and now you got like a week left, but you still got a chance. I mean, if you have time, you have chance. So that's the thing. You could expect, but you don't get it in time, but you got a time to do it. But when you expect somebody else to do something, that's them. They decide they want to take an action. You can't decide their action for them because you don't have control over other people. But that's where the problem lies. We talk about how society is weird. Everybody trying to take control over other people. I mean, does that make any sense? It's like the government says, uh, you, uh, you used to live civilians and you nation, uh, damn, a lot of flies out here. You civilians must follow what we say, follow our orders, follow our, our city rules, follow, we can't, you can't stay on the beach past 7.30. You're like, what, you telling me what to do with my life? You mean the creator put me here as sentient beings, a sentient being, put me on this planet, my spirit came here, to create something, cultivate within the earth, to manage it, and you say, I can only stay here. I'm like, who, who are you? Like, so that's the thing. Not only do we have expectations for other people, but we also have expectations that must be fulfilled or else. You ever got in an argument with somebody and you're talking to them and they're like, well, if blah, 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 and then you're like, or else. That's when you know they're serious. This is this is the the, the pudding, the, the proof to the pudding. Is when you say, uh, so what? Now what you're gonna do? What are you gonna do about it? What do you like? What's the next step? You know what I mean? You, somebody say, you have to, you have to do this, you have to. You're like, okay, if I don't. That's the question we got to ask sometimes when people enforce their way of being on you. It's like, well, if I don't, what would happen? And if I do, what would happen? So there's a lot of answers in if I don't and if I do. Because what that will allow you 
to see is you allow, it'll allow you to see both sides. It'll, it'll allow you to see the side of taking action into your own hands, and it will allow you to see the side of letting somebody else take action for you. And it's cool when somebody else take action for you because sometimes you have to depend on others. A lot of times you do. However, when somebody takes action for you and it diminishes your ability to act, then they're actually diminishing you, your light. By that I mean you're not steering the pedal enough so your light bulb is not shining bright. So to give you a good example of this, I saw a bicycle because of the kinetic energy that rowing the bicycle, well not rowing, but pedaling causes, it was lighting up a light bulb. So they made a whole mechanism that a bicycle lights up a light bulb. Think about our lives. We go through the life, life, we go through life bicycling, as in we're going to somewhere, we're going to our destiny, we go to work. Some people bicycle to travel, you know, I'm gonna give you this analogy. Some people bicycle because I wanna go to Mount Everest. My purpose is there and I wanna, I wanna take the journey, I want to enjoy the journey and I wanna get there, right? Some people bicycle in place with a screen in front of them thinking they're going somewhere. So they're looking at the screen, they're so, so to the story of society, to the American dream that they're bicycling in place but thinking they're going somewhere because of the virtual reality illusion that's been set up by our society. Once again, another scheme to tell you what to do with your life, but that's for a different podcast. And everybody's bicycling. Some people are going somewhere. Some people are staying in place. Some people are just bicycling for the fun of it. These people are the people who understand what the true meaning of life is, which is to actually live, to be, right? So these people are just literally bicycling for their enjoyment. But what happens is... What happens when you stop bicycling, right? If you, you was bicycling in place, you were bicycling somewhere, or you're bicycling for the sake of it. If you stop bicycling, what, what happens is the light bulb no longer produces light, right? The light starts to diminish. If you stop moving in life, your light starts to diminish. Now, does that mean that it's going away? Like, does that mean it's, like, completely out? Not necessarily, it just means it's diminishing below surface so it's not as radiant as it can be. So when we stop moving, our light diminishes. And not just in the sense of doing things, but in the sense of progressing in our mental state, but also when we stop moving, as in when we stop breathing and exercising, we our light diminishes. Our chi, which is an energy force, which we can say is the light, is our light, is our life force, also is not cultivated enough. But can you tell somebody, oh, you go do the qigong for me and my chi, my chi is going to get up there? Not necessarily. I mean, that ain't going to happen. So you got to be the practitioner. You got to do it yourself. So that's the thing. I discovered that it's hard to bicycle with crunches on. It's definitely hard to bicycle if you're on a unicycle and somebody else is unicycling for you and you don't even have somewhere to sit. You know what I mean? So a lot of times we have to take things into our own hands, right? We gotta stop being a pleaser, right? Stop being 
stop, stop being a pleaser and start literally doing what's going to be best for us as sentient beings. You know, sentient beings are, are not meant to be constrained. I want you to hear that one and write it down. Sentient beings are not meant to be constrained. You're not meant to be stuck and you're not meant to be limited because you got something unlimited in you. You got like a source that you connect to. So if you're unlimited, why put a limit on your self, right? So that's what we don't want to do, okay? So let's do a quick review. What I spoke about earlier, I was saying if a relationship went down the drain in discordance, let's not review the story so much in our minds that what happens is you start living that movie in your head and you gave that person too much space in your mind. Because what, that ha- what, that, what happens from that is, given them that much space, that much occupant in your mental state, they now determine the quality of your life. And you find yourself in pain when you should be out of pain. So we have to detach from that by understanding that we can't put our expectations on other people's actions. We got to put our expectations only on our actions when we got to understand we have to let go of how they should act, how they should be, and what you expect of them. And you got to realize that everybody is a human being and they're going to go through their own pain. And understanding that, you got to understand everybody's way of uh, showing some emotions that not, may not be fueling your relationship is just a sign of their suffering. And from their suffering, you could be compassionate to understand that why would I take your suffering on rather than help you suffer less and help myself suffer less? So what we, what we do is when we start thinking about this person, we start bashing them in our head too much, they take up too much space and their suffering has become yours. And that mental burden is not worth it because it's not going to help you fix the relationship. What does is, is I want you to think about all the things you went through with this person. I want you to also think about um, how much you love them, right? How much do you really love that person? And then the third thing is I want you to think about how that's also going to affect everybody around you. And then the qualifying question is, is this relationship going to make me better and it's going to make the other person better? If the answer is no, then all the other motives probably don't even matter. You know what I mean? If it's not going to make you better or the other person better, that I don't really see why to stay in that relationship. Some people will because of the, the, the people in it might be so important, like children, and you might have kids, you might have uh, something you are working on that's important for the world, so the whole world depends on you, so you gotta, you gotta work with this company because it's very important to you. And you, you understand that, hey, even though this is not necessarily making both of us better, it's not making us worse. And since it's not making us worse, I'm willing to go through this, grow through this until our relationship makes us better. But if it's making you worse, then that's the qualifying, disqualifying question. That should be, okay, I can no longer be in this. And from that point, you're going to make the decision of what's going to be best for your mental state. At the end of the day, we're all self-interested. I want you to understand that we're all self-interested beings, which means everybody want to get theirs. We all have missions. You know, we, ha- we all found our purpose. Some of us found our purpose. Some of us have missions. And we want to empower the world. But even the mission, even the selfless acts is a desire of the spirit. Or somebody say, I don't know, maybe a mission of the spirit. Maybe 
an expression of it. Whatever word we say, it's all to say that at the end of the day, we have to be able to do the things that's going to be best for you. Not at the expense of others. I learned that one. We should always know that. We don't want to be evil. Don't do things at the expense of others to make you feel better, but do things either at the benefit or at that neutral point. There's a point. I had a dream with the yin and yang, and I had dark light. And then I realized that in between the yin and yang, it was me. And that was, I was deep. I'm still trying to figure that dream out. I'm like, oh, I gotta understand what this means. Why am I in between the yin and yang? And I was like, maybe because I get to choose. I was like, oh, that's deep. But these dreams tell you things. And it's to tell you that we have to look at two sides. And if one side is so empowering and the other side is so disempowering and it could level up and balance out, then we could stay. But if it doesn't, then we got to do what's in our best interest. Because if you don't do what's best for you, you can't do what's best for the world. It's a message. I it's a lesson I learned. And I'm glad that I learned it now. That's my message and I'm sticking to it. It's the Holistic Motivator coming here once again for another personal growth and motivation session. Every day at 10 a.m. we got this podcast. Just switched it up a little bit. Went outside. We're going to figure outside themes out. And, you know, today went well. Tomorrow's going to go well. Tonight's going to go even better. And yeah, thank you all for watching. I'm just going to light up the sage for any negative energy. Like you said, sometimes you just got to sage your body out and get rid of all of that. Get yourself in peace. Get yourself in some quiet space today, right? Sit at the park somewhere, cross your legs, breathe, lift your arms from the side, you know, do the alternate breathing, breathing in one nostril and out the other, do the fire breathing. Breathing really fast through your nose. You know, these are some things that you can do. Or just do the healing breath. Breathe in and exhale twice as long. So do these things to calm down, to get in peace. So that way you can be your best self. Peace. Please subscribe to this podcast. Go to anchor.fm forward slash ed talks daily or click the link in the description wherever you're watching. All right. I'm out. Polo Ed out. I want to remind you that you have unlimited power within you to achieve whatever it is that you want and to construct the person you want to be. But first, you must believe it in order to achieve it. And until that happens, the world will forever miss your talents, your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Thank you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of review. Until next time, remain in your unlimited power.